Um, great, I am speaking to you guys tonight and it is the third, I know this says six, but it's the third week in our vibe series. Uh, and I'm gonna be sharing with you. Now, I need you to like dig seriously deep into your imaginations, okay? And I need you to imagine a world where you can leave your house, okay? And not only can you leave your house, you could leave the West Midlands and you could get on a plane and there's this world, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but there's a world in which you can leave the country and you can go to another country. And in that world, you can sit on a beach and there can be sea and you haven't got to wear a face mask. And it's a world of holidays, a world where you don't apply hand sanitizer, but you apply sun cream. I know it sounds mad, like it's not even a thing, but I promise you guys, this used to exist and it will exist again. And Andy and I used to love going on holidays. And every so often, I know I want to go to, every so often uh, we would go on like a special holiday when we were like, it was a special birthday or something. And Andy and I love the beach. So we would go to the beach and we would go where it was hot and they did cool things. So we went on this one holiday once where they did like water skiing and you could go snorkeling and you could go like, like kayaking on the sea and I was so excited about doing this stuff like now it's like as if you could ever even do that stuff like that's mad not wearing a face mask sounds ridiculous but the fact that we used to do this stuff and I was so excited about it and um, I, I remember going and being out there and really enjoying myself in the water but then all of a sudden I would panic because Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I know I'm not alone. I have a fear of fish. I really don't like fish. They are horrible. And so I would be having the best time ever. I'd be water skiing, I'd fall in the water and all of a sudden it occurs to me, oh my word, I'm probably like a foot away from a fish. And I will panic and have to swim out the water as quick as possible. Or we go snorkeling and I know that the point of snorkeling is to see fish. I know that, but I would forget in the moment. And so I will be snorkeling along, be confronted with a fish, which by the way, definitely swam at my face. And it comes at you like this and you're like panicking, trying to get out the water. And this fear would like completely take over me, completely. And I remember having to work really hard for fear to not completely control me and like rob me of this incredible, amazing moment. And at the minute we're doing this series called Vibes and vibes are like emotions. That's what we're talking about. And we all experience emotions, but there's a difference between experiencing emotions and being controlled by emotions. And that's what we want to unpack today. And so very specifically, we want to look at these vibes and these emotions that maybe control us. And so they, they like stop us forming certain friendships or stopping us going to certain places, or maybe even rob us of joy and peace in really amazing situations. And tonight, I want to talk specifically about fear. And so, for those of you that have got your beautiful cameras on, and for those of you who don't, I want you to do this for me. Well done, people are participating. I love you guys, you're making me happy. And I want you to do it in front of you like this. And now I want you to type in the chat while your fingers are warm, what is your fear? What is your phobia? What are you scared of? I want to know. While you're typing that, uh, we've got spiders, fringes. Seriously, okay, horses, understandable, the sea, uh, snakes, yeah, a lot, good. Being alone, deep, being sick, heights, spiders. Um, 
unforeseen change. Wow, holes on my skin, mountains, millipedes, cramps, snakes, got a few snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep dying, brokings, water. Keep putting them in. And pigeons. Okay. And another thing that I'm scared of, as well as fish, is I really, I'm scared of like having my face covered. So actually putting a jumper on is a bit of a trauma for me. I have to do it really quick. Uh, I keep thinking I'm going to suffocate. Um, but when we talk about uh, these fears, there's loads of stuff. Yeah, tight spaces. There's loads and loads of things that make us fearful. But some of these fears are ones that you've put in there are deep fears. Someone wrote being alone. Um, maybe for some of us, our fears are rejection. Our fears might be death. Uh, maybe our fears are failure or letting people down. There can be these fears that sit really, really deep in us. And these fears change our behavior. They keep us from trying new things. They hurt our friendships and our relationships. And here, right, you need to hear this, get this. These fears create a script in our heads that convinces us of stuff in our lives that just aren't true. And the crazy thing about fear, the really mad thing, is that having fear is something that makes us human. You see, actually, it's really healthy to have some fears. Like if I um, saw shark infested waters, to be scared to jump into those is actually sensible. That's not fearful, that's smart. Don't jump into shark infested water. But this ability to have, why? Uh, try it, see what happens. This ability to have fear is actually really, really important because what it does is as a human brain, it enables you to gather information together, to analyze the information and to think, what if, if I do this, what might happen? And the outcome of that can either be positive or it can be negative. For example, right? Uh, if I see a situation and I think, well, what if this happens? I could have that rule by fear. What if I fail? What if I let someone down? What if I'm rejected? What if I get hurt? And the other side of that is what if I do this and something amazing happens? The ability to ask what if enables us to hope and dream and see things differently and do things differently. So this part of our imagination is super important. But I don't know whether you've ever felt like really fearful about something, I have, and I, I feel it quite, quite a lot more regularly than I'd like to. Because what can happen is all of these what ifs can build up the negative ones and it can make you feel kind of crazy. In fact, sometimes you're so scared of something that it can make it feel like your entire world around you has shrunk down and the only thing that's left is that one thing making you afraid. So I want you to think back to the last time that you were fearful or afraid of something. Maybe it was about going into school the next day. Maybe it was about what someone was gonna to say to you or how you were gonna be treated. Maybe it was about letting someone down. And I don't know whether you've been in that place where that is all your head can focus on. That is the only place that your head will go. And all of a sudden, your world is shrunk down and shrunk down and shrunk down until our world gets really small and our world becomes that fear. And maybe your breathing goes or you get chest pains and you can't sleep and fear becomes your world. Jesus had loads to say about fear, absolutely loads. In fact, I do believe that there is a, a do not fear in the Bible for every day of the year. I think that that's true. But when your world has shrunk down so much that all that's left is fear, actually, it's really not that helpful for someone just to go, well, don't be afraid, it's fine, chill out, it's going to be okay. 
But I believe that Jesus had more than just I'll get over it to say about it. And that's what we're going to talk about now. See, in the Bible, Jesus had 12 mates, right? He had 12 people that he kind of hung around with most of the time. And uh, he kind of taught them the things that he knew and he believed. And these guys started off really scared and really afraid, but ended up super brave and overcoming these fears. And you know what he said to them, right? He said to uh, these friends, I promise you, this is the Bible. He said to them, I'm going to send you out like sheep among wolves. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with sheep and wolves, what normally happens is the the sheep end up getting eaten by wolves. So this wasn't going to end well for them. Effectively, he's telling them you're going to get arrested and you're going to get like uh, beaten and loads of you guys are going to die. And then he finished it with, so don't be afraid. Now, I am going to tell you that's the end of the story. He did something else before he got there. So I want to start at the beginning of the story. I want you to imagine a lake. Okay, so there's a boat on a lake and this lake is called the Sea of Galilee. And the disciples, these 12 guys are out on this boat. They could fit a lot of people on a boat. And um, this storm kicks off. And in the Bible, it says suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. Now, these guys were largely fishermen. So they were not scared of fish like me. And they weren't scared of wind and water. But this was a big deal. They genuinely thought they were going to die in the middle of this lake. And Jesus, he's asleep in the back of the boat. This guy's just having a nap. And so naturally the disciples are freaking out. So they go and wake up Jesus. And Jesus says, and so they say to Jesus, totally chilled, Lord, we're going to drown. They honestly think they're going to die. And Jesus says to them, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Now, if I was them, I'd be looking at Jesus like, dude, look around. We are about to drown. That is why I'm afraid. Get it together. Help us out. But here's the thing. Jesus wasn't paying attention to what was in front of them. He was trying to teach them something. Jesus was using this to make a point that no matter how scary the circumstances, Jesus still stays calm. And so Jesus stands up and he speaks to the wind and waves and so basically tells them to chill out. And they do. And the disciples are like, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And do you know what? Like, if you want to imagine if you had a mate and you, they went outside and they were like, oh, I'm going to make it snow. I just went, snow now. And then it just starts snowing. Like, you will be freaking out. It will be mad. And that is part of the reason that they freaked out. But the real big thing here is that showed that Jesus was super powerful. And what did Jesus choose to do with that power? He chose to take care of them. In a moment, their confidence in Jesus overwhelmed their fear of the storm. You see, in that moment, Jesus showed them that there was somebody who was bigger and more capable than anything that they were afraid of. Um, at the end of Jesus' little like wolves and sheep speech, where he was like, you're going to die. Um, Jesus says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Basically, he was saying, if you're going to fear something, guys, make sure you're fearing the right thing. When we were on holiday and I was scared of those fish, that same week, I promise you this is true, we went out on like a little walk thing where we went walking with lions. There was a point in that week where I was stood with massive mega lions either side of me, nothing to protect me, and I was not scared at all. I was too bothered being scared about fish to be worried about those lions. If you are going to fear something, make sure it's the right thing. And here's the thing. Jesus said, don't be afraid. 
Because whatever it is that you're afraid of is not as big as your God. And God knows all about the thing that you are most afraid of. And he promises to stand with you right in the middle of it. But that was only lesson one. You see, there was a second lesson that Jesus had to teach. And so they had this mad day. The disciples and Jesus had this day out where they fed like thousands of people with a packed lunch. And that in itself is madness. But that's just the start of the story. So essentially, they're all really shattered. Jesus goes, I'm going off to pray. If you guys just want to head back, I'll meet you there. So the disciples will get in the boat. They go across the boat, go across the boat. They go across the lake in this boat. And again, this storm kicks off. They have really bad weather. And so there's like rain and wind and like typhoons and fire. There's not fire, there wasn't fire, but there was a lot of rain and a lot of storm. And the disciples start freaking out again because this time things are bad again and Jesus isn't with them. And I kind of feel like Jesus wanted them to be a bit braver this time, but they weren't. They freaked out. And so Jesus starts walking to them across the water and he says something to them. He says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And in that moment, they'd have heard him saying that. And gone, oh, my gosh, this is what he said last time. This is like the same story again. You know, these guys just kept letting fear control them. And these are people who are with Jesus all the time. Yeah, deja vu. Exactly. These people were with Jesus all the time. They heard him speak, they knew him, and yet fear still controlled them. Do you know what? When Jesus was arrested at the end of his life, the disciples were afraid and they ran away. When Jesus was hung on a cross and crucified, the disciples, his friends, they were afraid and they ran away. When Jesus was put in a tomb and buried, they were afraid and they ran away. In fact, they were hiding in a room in a house because they were so afraid. But then Sunday morning came and that changed everything because they realised that actually Jesus was not dead, but he was alive. He had come back to life and suddenly everything he said seemed to be more true. Why? Because suddenly Jesus didn't just calm the right winds and waves and storms and seas and all of those sorts of things. Jesus had conquered death itself. And so they realised that whatever it was that they were afraid of, Jesus could conquer that too. The resurrection wasn't just like some nice surprise. You know, like when you get a fry up on a Sunday morning, you're like, oh, this is a treat. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like the equivalent of like amazing breakfast. This was something that changed everything. It made them bold. And because of the resurrection, the disciples and anybody else who follows Jesus can put fear in its place. You see, after the resurrection, the disciples came out of hiding. They weren't afraid anymore. They didn't run away from people, away from things or difficult situations. They lived afraid of nothing, not even death, because the man that they followed died and came back to life. And I want, to, I want you to hear this. It's not because there was nothing to be afraid of. It was because God was clearly bigger than their fears. And so we don't have to live like fear is in charge of us and telling us what to do. Um, one of the things that, uh, that was written in the Bible was by a guy called Peter. And he was one of those 12. And he, he was super scared. Like He was a super scared guy. And he wrote in the second half of the Bible, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 
And when Peter says like cast, it's like throw, hurl as far as you can, like just launch it. So whatever makes you anxious and fearful, just launch that at Jesus. And why can you do that? Why can you take whatever is fearful, makes you fearful and, and throw it at Jesus? Because there is nothing to be afraid of because God is clearly bigger than our biggest fears. He knows your fears and he promises to stand with you in the middle of it. Here's the thing, because of Jesus, fear doesn't have to be the boss of you. Uh, I'm gonna finish in a second, but um, I wanted to share with you, um, like before we, we do these talks, sometimes like we pray and just, I said to God, God, is there anything that you might want me to say to these guys? Is there anything that you might want me to pass on or might be for someone specific watching? And there were two things that I felt like God said, I think someone here is struggling with these things. So if you've not listened to anything else, please listen to these because one of these two things might be for you. I wonder whether there's somebody here tonight who's really, really afraid of death, like really afraid of death to the point that you struggle to sleep. Uh, you don't want to go to sleep just in case something bad happens. Um, and you just live with this, like nighttime is horrendous for you. You live with this constant fear of death. And I believe in, in tonight when we've said, this is the God who has conquered death, that he wants to give you a bit of that braveness when it comes to your fear of death. And he wants you to set, he wants to set you free from that. And then there is somebody else here, I think, who's really, really fearful of rejection. And I think I heard right that that rejection actually comes from you feeling like you've been rejected by one of your parents. Um, that doesn't mean that they have necessarily left your home, but that something happened where you feel a real sense of rejection from one of your parents. And now you are terrified of being rejected, yes, by your parents, but by everyone else as well. And again, I believe that God wants you to know that he does not reject you, but he looks at you, he sees all of you and he loves you. And if you like resonate with either of those, I'd really encourage you to just drop a message to your group leader or chat to your group leader tonight. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to hand back to Harvey, possibly. Um, Jesus, uh, thank you so much that you are bigger than our greatest fears. God, I thank you that you see each of our fears, the really deep ones. And you promise to stand with us in the middle of them. But God, you also promise that you'll get down them and so father i thank you that our fears don't need to control us because we can hand our fears to you amen